Bismillah walhamdulillah wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa mawala wa ba'd Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban bikum What's it today? Monday Monday, it's our Monday series inshallah ta'ala And um, we're happy to be with you Today we are discussing Jews numbers Five and six Five and six. I asked Salim to just take us through quickly before he recites the the basic content of five and six, so we can all be on the same page, and then we take it from the Bismillah ala. Taala. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmaduhu wa nusalli ala Rasulil Karim amma baad. The fifth juz starts with, um, or the bulk of it is uh, still of Surah An-Nisa. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala discussing with us uh, important uh, issues regarding. Um, men and women interaction there uh, that comes to mind immediately um, Allah speaks about uh, the greeting that's the verse that comes over there um, towards uh, the end of the fifth Jews the beginning of the sixth Jews Allah speaks about Nabi Isa alayhi salatu wasalam the idea that he is a messenger that he was not crucified uh, as we believe um, that he went to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and of course he will uh, reappear again these verses that uh, give um, sort of uh, what's this uh, meaning towards that um, one very important verse regarding inheritance right at the end of Surah Al-Nisa um, and in Surah Al-Ma'idah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaking uh, once again about the interrelations between the Muslims and the Christians and the Muslims and the Jews um, part of their belief in Allah لَقَدْ كَفَرَ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا إِنَّ اللَّهَ ثَالِثُ ثَلَاثَةَ the concept of the Trinity um, and the fact that Muslims we believe وَمَا مِنْ إِلَهٍ إِلَّا إِلَهُ وَاحِدٍ Allah driving that point home that Nabi Isa was a messenger he was a man he was human him and his mother كَانَ يَأْكُلَانِ الطَّعَامِ the, they would eat food uh, you know just showing that human quality of these um, yeah, and then the end, the, right at the end of the sixth Jews and the beginning of the seventh Jews, speaking about the closeness in relationship between uh, Muslims and Christians, and the sort of distance in relationship between the Muslims and the Jews, um, and the fact that when people of uh, Christian descent they would hear the Quran and even they would uh, cry, their eyes would shed tears of what they would know of the truth. And in fact, this is a reference to uh, an incident that happened uh, at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, uh, Ja'far ibn Abi Talib uh, giving that uh, message in, uh, where is this, Abyssinia, uh, to, when speaking to Najashi and making his case for the Muslims to stay over there. Uh, very, very beautiful verses, alhamdulillah. Uh, those were just a few of what I, I mentioned, but so many more uh, that could still be discussed. Naam, Jazakallah Khairan. How's the brothers uh, this evening? Ahmed, are you doing? Good, Alhamdulillah. Is, 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 is all right, Abdul Yeah, Alhamdulillah. Now, 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 why are you swapping? Why are you swapping devices here in my system? Hey, you logged out. Why am I swapping devices? You're causing nonsense here on my side. Just give me a second. I just need to take Sorry, a minute. It was an accident. I actually. <laughs> Check it, this nice. See, see, you worried about me? Check this, bro. You live? Like how more important can I be than live? Check it, this guy. 
Wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna kick him off. Yeah, he's on the other level. Let's he's on the other level. Let's roll the bacha, man. Sorry, Bismillah. Bismillah. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. الرجال قوامون على النساء بما فضل الله بعضهم على بعض وبما أنفقوا من أموالهم فالصالحات قانتات حافظات للغيب بما حفظ الله واللاتي تخافون نشوزهن فعظوهن واهجروهن في المضاجع واضربوهن فإن أطعنكم فلا تبغوا عليهن سبيلا إن الله كان عليا كبيرا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ما أصابك من حسنة فمن الله وما أصابك من سيئة فمن نفسك وأرسلناك للناس رسولا وكفى بالله شهيدا من يطع الرسول فقد أطاع الله ومن تولى فما أرسلناك عليهم حفيظا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وإذا حييتم بتحية فحيوا بأحسن منها أو ردوها إن الله كان على كل شيء حسيبا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وَمَنْ يُهَاجِرْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ يَجِدْ فِي الْأَرْضِ مُرَاغَمًا كَثِيرًا وَسَعَهُ وَمَنْ يَخْرُجَ مِنْ بَيْتِهِ مُهَاجِرًا إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ ثُمَّ يُدْرِكْهُ الْمَوْتِ ثم يدركه الموت فقد وقع أجره على الله وكان الله غفورا رحيما أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم 
فَإِذَا قَضَيْتُمُ الصَّلَاةَ فَاذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ قِيَامًا وَقُعُودًا وَعَلَى جُنُوبِكُمْ فَإِذَا طَمَأْنَنْتُمْ فَأَقِيمُوا الصَّلَاةَ إِنَّ الصَّلَاةَ كَانَتْ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ كِتَابًا مَوْقُوتًا أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ سُوءًا أَوْ يَظْلِمْ نَفْسَهُ ثُمَّ يَسْتَغْفِرِ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ يَسْتَغْفِرِ اللَّهَ يَجِدِ اللَّهَ غَفُورًا رَحِيمًا صَدَقَ اللَّهُ الْعَظِيمُ just before the other ulama scholars give us some uh, talk, inshallah, some opinion, uh, just one comment there. Uh, what's the reason you don't read Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim before reciting? Um, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, or the Basmala as we know it, is a requirement when starting at the beginning of a surah, um, according to most of the, the Qurra, uh, but when reading from in uh, the middle of a surah, you know, then one does not need to recite uh, the Basmala. Um, one does not even need to separate with the isti'adha. However, I just recite A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem just to show that uh, each verse is like disconnected, doesn't follow on uh, consecutively from the other verses. And Allah knows best. Jazakumullah khairan. So do you have it? Um, Naam, I don't know what happened to Manila um, Zakaria, but I think uh, he got an urgent call and he needed to leave us for a moment. Inshallah Ta'ala, he, might, he may or may not be back, we'll see. Uh, Ahmed? I'm still here, Malina, I'm still Mashallah. here. Are you still... Hanging around until are you still ready? good company. Are, are you still ready to come on at any moment? Just give me a <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> I was ready. I was ready the whole time. Anyway, I got a different packet noise for you tonight. No, it? man. I Seriously. Start, I think I'm going to start the game with this just a packet noise. <laughs> Okay, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Um, we, we lost the sound on Brother Ahmadi. I'm not sure if the sound will come back or not, uh, but it's gone. Uh, it's gone entirely. Yes, the sound is gone. Uh, it's gone again. Unfortunately, it's going to be gone the whole time now. <laughs> Look like it's just me and you tonight. <laughs> just the two of us. Wait. In fact, Assalamu Alaikum. So, uh, tell us what, what's your opinion on the first on the first couple of verses you recited? Bismillah. Yeah. Uh, first thing, uh, first verse that we recited. Um, yo, the the idea of of manlyhood and and manhood and being a man and 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 standing up and doing the right thing. Or, you know, mm. uh, Allah gives Allah gives roles to men and Allah gives a role to 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 women. Well, mm. not roles to men. Allah gives a man a role and Allah gives a woman roles a role. So nah, not that kind of role. <laughs> just like R O L E a role. Uh, and uh, one of the, the, the roles of the man is to be qawwam ala nisa to be the overseer, to be the uh, protector, to be the guardian, and so forth and so on. Uh, because of the virtue, the bounty, the ability that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave 
some of them over others. Uh, and this is, of course, in a very, very general sense that um, men are to be the protectors and those that look after the, the women folk. Mm. The men are supposed to be the leaders of the family and, you know, leading that family towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, indeed, a superbly great responsibility. Um, and, and like this word, rajul and rijal, Allah uses it. Of course, every word in the Quran is like strategic men. So uh, uh, this word we read now, ar-rijalu qawamun. So Allah says about rijal as well in a, a later juice that will come, but uh, the word is connected, so I'm mentioning it now. Allah says, Rijalun la tulhihim tijaratun wa la bay'un an dhikrillah. So here's like a, a, a hallmark characteristic of what it is to be a man, man and what a man is supposed to be is that um, their trade, their business uh, does not deter them from the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, whatever they are doing, they do it in such a way that they are constantly trying to connect themselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh, his remembrance. And um, uh, Allah addresses the men folk. Ya amanu, qu anfusakum wa ahlikum nara. Oh, you believe, protect yourselves and your families from the fire of Jahannam. Indeed, uh, a great address to all the believers, but the idea here is again the protection of that family man. The, the, the lead protector of the family is essentially the father, the husband. And uh, he is supposed to be the one that uh, takes on that responsibility in terms of uh, joining to Allah and joining his wife to Allah and joining his children to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm, mm. And in order to do all of that, he himself has to be joined and connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oh, can I also speak? Bismillah. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's your uh, podcast. You can do what you want to mute me some also. It's fine. You know, I love you, right? <laughs> Oh, sorry, did I? Un- oh, my. Um, is is our yeah, guest you back? Me okay, okay. Uh, what yeah, I wanted to me. what I wanted to add was like, look here. In these ayat, there are some of the most controversial verses in light of modern times, specifically in light of the rise of feminism and then Islamic feminism. And um, this this is something that that we have to you know, it's like the elephant in the room. So. I want to I want to just sort of give my my take on the matter, right? Um, it's a huge topic. I'm not going to address the academic aspect of the topic. I just want to say one thing. I want to say that the world as we know it today is very new. This world didn't start uh, a thousand years ago, right? The world as we know it today, with all of the human rights, women's rights, equality, egalitarianism. Uh, homosexuality, you know, all of those things that are now a norm wasn't so even a hundred years ago. So, um, you don't know yeah, what you're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. anymore. Yeah, I'm so gone. He's going to eat biscuits on the podcast. Uh, to our viewers, all, all 111 of you, please make to offer that light. Allah must. Guide him on the Sirat al Mustaqim. Amen. Um, what was I saying? That's a new. That's a oh, new world. Yes, the yes, world yes. that we it's know is very new. Now, the world was praising Islam for so many years and decades, you know, because Islam was so advanced in terms of the rights that it established for women folk, men, right? Subhanallah. And then, you know, as we evolve and, and our idea of what is right and wrong, good and bad, right, righteous and evil, our idea changes. Hmm. 
just think about it when when you were like a, a lightiki no homosexuality it wasn't it was, yeah you never heard of it yeah. it wasn't so so thing. our desensitization of things around us and and assimilation into the society around us changes us what all i want to say is before you turn to islam and say oh but this is not uh this is not equality and this is seemingly unfair and this is seemingly unjust and we need to change this and change that just remember that your bases that you are using to compare islam to i want you to ask yourself the question and obviously i'm only speaking to those who believe in this type of thing just ask yourself the question where do you get that from whose rights are those whose values are those whose system is it that you are utilizing to compare islam did you make it up was it your forefathers or does it come from the west the very same oppressors that brought us colonialism and apartheid so just think about it in that light what you are actually doing is you taking their idea of good and bad right and wrong their idea of what's justice and what's you know equality and so on mm. and now you want to come come and compare islam that's like 1400 years old and has a 1400 year long legacy in light of that a standard a standard legacy that never changed yeah yeah but 100 no, okay. years ago it was never changed mm. it changes in you know, slightly over time to accommodate certain things orf and so on but uh, the prince the, the, the mm. you know the the, basis, the, the foundation the, the quran mm. remains the same the hadith remains the same fiqh in its in its you know in its asl remains the same right obviously fiqh you, you add on to it man that's mm. what i'm trying to say but my point again is that it's unfair to call islam unfair when you're going to compare islam to a system that was invented yesterday by not ourselves it's not our own values the values of the very you know uh people that we we say is the opposite of the ideal life so we just need to think about it in that light okay so that is my way of kind of covering the whole thing about feminism and that man. like um so why compare islam to to that like why must what what makes that so good that you must compare islam mm. to that you know we've got our own ideas of good bad right wrong uh, righteousness and evil But, and that comes from allah mm. Perhaps another step, uh, Brother Rishad, is I mean, the the comparison is maybe one thing, man. But then there's a movement that wants to change, or that says that Islam needs to be reformed in a certain way to line up with, you know, the the other values that you that you mentioned. Mm. Um, why can't it just be that that is a package, and here's the Islamic package, no. and the Islamic package is fine as it is. It doesn't need to be changed. Mm. If you want to take that package, go take that package, but don't bring that package and impose it onto. Islam and say that Islam needs to change yeah, in this way. Yeah, exactly, I mean? exactly. So uh, now, as far as then, I just wanna, I just wanna go straight to the kill one, right? Surah uh, Nisa, verse uh, that's the fourth surah, chapter number four, and verse number thirty-four, four thirty-four, where Allah speaks about the processes that one needs to go through um, as far as discipline. or disciplining one's spouse in a marriage is concerned now if you read the literal translation of the verse it's probably the most shocking verse in the entire quran for any person in the year 2021 okay because the verse is uh, just read the, the ones in other words the, the ladies who your wives who you fear the nushuz the rebelliousness the transgression fa'idhuhunna then admonish them like speak to them give them a, a strong word and then obviously if that doesn't work you move on to the next step which is to separate beds and actually uh, not sleep with them 
And then if they still don't listen after that, then you go for the third one, which is to, and literally it says, hit them. Okay, um, now, obviously, that's like a big shocker, you know. Um, now, this is, this is sort of, like I said, the most controversial verse around today. And we shouldn't be scared of dealing with the verse because there's a truth to it. And if you follow scholarship, you will find the answers. First truth. Who was the exemplar, the exemplar rather, of the Qur'an? Who embodied the entire Qur'an? Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was, he was the living Qur'an. Rakana khuluquhu al-Qur'an. So in light of that, okay, um, we look at his life to see what verses really mean. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam never ever raised his hand to hit a lady or a child or anyone except in jihad, in actual warfare, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Um, so there was no sort of hitting there. So the verse cannot be an instruction for males around the world to go ahead and abuse your wives or hit your wives. There must be some other meaning to this, right? Now there are a plethora of explanations and I'm sure uh, we can get from some of my other colleagues here to offer their um, insights. And normally the first insight that people give is that uh, you know, it, it mustn't be a harmful, what? غير مباري, how do you translate that? It must leave a mustn't mark. be injurious. Mm. It mustn't be injurious. Uh, number mm. two, it mustn't leave a mark. Number three, you must use something light like a miswak. That's what people normally start with. But I don't think that's the, that's the place to start off with because that still gives the idea that you can actually go ahead and hit. I believe that this verse, this is my own opinion, right? That this verse is a cure for abuse as far as this is concerned. How is that possible? The verse then says, hit them. So generally men are of two categories in this regard. You have those who are prone to abuse, prone to hit. You with me? And then you are those who will never, ever raise their hands to a woman. They physically cannot do it, man. It's against them. So the ones who are not going to hit, they're obviously not being told to go and hit. We are addressing those who do hit their wives, those who do abuse their wives, they are the, they are the ones who are being addressed. You with me? From among them, their normal first recourse, when any, whenever they get angry or when there's a problem, they hit. That's mm. how they would behave. Right? But then Allah Ta'ala said, no, 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 no. no. Follow the process. Yeah, there's, mm. there's a procedure here. And the procedure is you must first speak to them. And the Quran elaborates in another spot, I think just a, a bit after this, that you know, there's an entire process of speaking to them. There's, You must bring forth a, a judge from her side, a judge from his side, and then they must, you know, it, it's a case yeah, that they must go through. It's not just like a, listen, don't do it again. No? It's not like that. And then after some time, if she then goes back to it, now nushuz is a very specific type of rebelliousness. It's actually sort of extramarital relations. That's the, that's the, the essence of nushuz. There are other ways that nushuz exist as well. Um, in allowing other men into the home and things like that. So it's, it's serious stuff. This is not like, oh, she didn't make the food like that. Mm. This is serious stuff. Um, so then, if he still feels that that she's uh, rebellious and, and breaking Allah's law and breaking his uh, sort of house rules, then they must move on to the next one, which is wahjuruhunna. fil madaja. Separate beds. You can't sleep together. You're not divorced. You're not uh, sort of unmarried. You just can't sleep like together. A separation type of a thing. Yeah. Mm. Um, and at this point, subhanAllah, 
what happens? Absence makes the heart grow fonder. You remember, this is not a divorced couple. This is mm. a couple who's still married. So they're sleeping in the same house, but they can see each other. They can see, oh, there's he walking, there's she walking. You know, so that's the idea. If that doesn't work and she's still doing extramarital stuff after that and she's still break, you know, breaking the law of Allah Ta'ala is serious in the Islamic paradigm. If it's zina, she could be stoned to death. So he must actually prevent her from that. Then the third step comes where Allah says, only then after that you can think of your, your usual means, you know, your abusive men, but you won't be able to get to that point. And if you do get to that point, then even then the Sharia prevents you to such an extent that it's, you know, you don't call it eating anymore. Just think about the, the, the stuff that, that was mentioned and how it should be followed through. So that, that's my take on it. That instead of looking at the literal meaning of the verse, think about who it's speaking to, those who generally abuse, who abuse first time. Secondly, think about how it's making them follow a process that would solve anything really and would certainly stop a lady from having extramarital affairs and the like, right? And then thirdly, on top of all of that, the Sharia actually gives rules and regulations about it. The Sharia is amazing in that sense. There's no slavery, but there's fiqh for if the slaves. Hmm. You know what I mean? And it doesn't want slavery, but there's fiqh hmm. for then. Similarly, uh, the Sharia doesn't want uh, the Sharia doesn't want men to have multiple wives, right? So it limits it to four. The Sharia doesn't want. Uh, my, my point is that the Sharia is amazing in that regard. Okay, Maf, that is a bit a bit of a ramble there, but I think I'll ask the other guys to also um, comment on this if they have any other insights. But I think it's an important thing that we need to deal with. Bismillah. where she has clearly done something wrong. It was not you think she done something wrong, or you know she done something that you you don't like, but it's still not wrong. But right? specifically when she's evidently and clearly done something wrong, then there's a step process, right? Um, uh, and then also when it eventually gets to that last step, what you mentioned is that you know it's not go to your normal means. It's still that the there must be like a tap. Yeah, yeah. you don't like I said you don't even call like it that. eating anymore. It's not even it's not eating. Yeah. You but you eating. know, I honestly yeah. believe I, I honestly believe the, the, the nail in the in the coffin on this masala, right? Is that Rasulullah never ever hit any of his of his wives, right? And yeah, so that's actual Do you know what I mean? Soon. And then on top of it, he also strongly rebuked or dealt with any Sahaba who, you know, there they were reports of abusemen. I don't know if you, if you recall, uh, there's certain incidents where, where it's like severe warnings. I don't know the exact wording, 
But the point is, there's, uh, it's not like, you know, it's, it's the opposite of what people think. And uh, a book like the Quran, sorry, let me just, let me just finish this thought. A book like the Quran is different from the other scriptures, right? Because the Quran gives rules where the other scriptures don't. Man. The Quran gives regulations where the other scriptures don't. These are realities that exist, whether we like it or not. Um, if we're just going to pretend like it doesn't exist and say nothing about it, it's going to carry on. But here comes the Quran and the Quran then says, no, 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 no. Let me give you a whole step-by-step process and you'll see how it gets eliminated. Just like it did with slavery. The Quran taught us how to emancipate slaves over time until eventually there's no slavery. But the Quran addressed it. It made it a pathway of, of goodness, you know, emancipation of slaves. So I think that's a very important uh, way to, to, to think. And never ever should a non-scholar just take something from the Quran or even from Hadith and just take it at face value superficially without consulting scholars because the scholars will know how to contextualize it and see it in light of every other point of evidence. Hold on, yeah, yeah. So, so what I want to say about that is also the idea of darb, right? the idea of darb in, in our Islamic context, whether it be in relation what's, to a child what's or darb in relation to... Darb? I don't want to translate it. Now we oh, translated okay. it earlier already. Okay. Um, so darb can mean like a physical chastisement. Whack. No. Spank. Whack, tap. Hit. Strike. Spank. It can. June. It can have a variety of of, of means, right? But the idea here is that darb in the Islamic context is not a form of punishment. It's not a form of. It's not a form of harming the other person or physical discipline or corporal punishment. It's actually what I would call a shock therapy. Mm, mm. It's, it's a form of shock therapy that the way of Rasulullah oh, is completely non-violent. Rasulullah never ever showed a violent uh, side to his spouses or children or anything like that. And that's why when Rasulullah would so much as you know, give you a tap. Yeah. <laughs> that idea alone would be a mm. shock. Like, I, for example, I can remember the one time in my life when my father, you know, gave me some corporal punishment. Yeah. See how pious is he only once he got packed in his whole life, bro. Ajeev. No, no, no. Did you, did you really only get the one hiding? Yo, maybe no, man, listen. No, 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 I hope my mommy doesn't hear that. So, I get what you mean. So, I can remember that one time. Because, and it was... Shows you all like the other times, because we remember every time. Every single time. Yeah, but they were all effective. That's the thing. That was very effective. Because of the fact that it wasn't my dad's norm to do that. And, and, and that's exactly what it is. Man. It's a form of a shock therapy. That, that simple tap, not even, it doesn't hurt you at all. It doesn't leave a mark. It's not there to give you, to cause you pain in any way. But it's just to, you know, to say that, listen, this is serious stuff that you're dealing with. It's almost like a panga um, cake, man. So, so it's a form of a shock yeah. therapy. Now, 
Yeah. You know that panga cake? Did you get the panga I, I cake do. already? Can so, I can I just can I just relate uh, uh, an incident with, with yeah. Salim's father, Herman? <laughs> so exactly like I was explaining this verse 434. <laughs> Why must you bring appearance in all the time? <laughs> he's a legend. Okay, he's a legend. Um, I, I was exp- I mean I was explaining Quran 434. Yeah. And then um, Salim's daddy is at the back of, I don't, even, I don't even know where it was, right? And then he's like, you know, they make such a big deal of this uh, eating and stuff like that. And I can't understand. In our day, we just used to say, Ekchuna, Lekka, Ekchuna. That's what I Achieve. And he translated his series like, I, I spank her, man. I'm spanking her. You know what I mean? They used to call. That's <laughs> There's a place for that. No, no, there's a place for that also. There's a place for that. And then she must bang him also. There's a place for that also. But it's it's just funny, man, because we can't. Listen here. You didn't put the age limit on this thing. Look, it's at 11 o'clock. You can't talk about that spanking. It's a form of a shock therapy. And the other thing is the other thing is that I wanted to mention that most females don't actually know. In the Shafi method. If a female so much as apprehends harm from mm. husband, she can walk out. Physical harm from husband, she can leave. Mm. I forgot that about one that tragedy point. That uh, I feel for, is that, for reminding us yeah. of that point. Well, well, one tragedy that she, she can leave. She's not mm. sinful. She's not doing anything wrong. That's what the Sharia allows her. She can leave. The only you know tragedy that I feel is that we haven't created as a society safe spaces mm. that when females realize look i should leave mm. now that they have a safe space to leave to. No, you get you get organizations uh, so you get, you you get organizations this is not islamic based like i know uh the sarki bartman center you get some organization yeah but i'm saying it, it, it's not it's not always easily accessible mm. if a place is far away how much a lady get yeah, from no. you know no, look here, remember a there's place. a lot and i mean it's good you you're mentioning it but there's a lot of um how can i say needs man that our community hasn't even touched on yet man and it's almost like hey what's happening like why why don't we have a home for the person who embraces islam and gets kicked out of the house as a result of him changing or her changing the religion why don't we have a place we don't we literally don't have a place like that why don't we have a, a rescue foster parent system happening where if a, if an orphan child is about to be adopted by non-muslims if a muslim doesn't come along that there's a standard process. You can go to that foster home. Mm. They take those specific cases. Mm. Why don't we have that? Why don't we have a waqf in place for every single Islamic organization and masjid where they need to collect nothing, but the waqf provides all the funding that they need, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that, I mean, these no, are, these are basic have, things that that's, our that's community doesn't have. But well, I agree with you 100%. But I think we mustn't just veer away from that, that important discussion we were having. Um, so, Mafia, yeah, someone actually says yes, to us, yes, 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 I was gonna, our, yeah, our organization wants to start a fully halal safe house, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, make it come Antifaldila, if you can also send your contact details for uh, viewers who perhaps would like to get involved and uh, try and assist you guys, and then they know how to reach you, inshallah, that would be appreciated. Shukran. And then another point that I wanted to mention was. Is that you know sometimes people try to abuse this verse right, by making it seem as if the Quran is in some way responsible or contributes towards gender-based yeah, violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and that's actually just empirically false yeah. like a friend of mine uh, a scholar friend of mine told me that uh, a friend of his done some research mm. like an actual academic I was, was going to mention this yeah on gender based violence in um, uh on gender based violence in one of our you know townships um cape plats areas mm. i don't even touch but the cape plats yeah, yeah i mean um, i think it was anover park um um for that yeah. matter and you know the survey was done the, the study was done on you know causes for gender based violence yes. and stuff and all of those people actually actually the study was that all of those people the men that were yeah. actually abusive physically abusive to their wives weren't even cognizant of the existence yes, of this person yes. they didn't even know about Absolutely. this person so uh, you know to, to try and actually pin that you know misogynistic or abusive undertone on the quran that's mm. completely false and it's and it's just it's just contrary to the reality most men who are conscious of their faith right uh you know that should make them more averse to being abusive in any way yeah because that's a principle of the sharia la darara wa la dirar um you know you don't harm anyone uh you you shouldn't harm yourself nor should you harm anyone mm. else um so you know i think that's uh, that's just super important to mention no no in fact um, um ahmad anything No, no, I'm just, uh, <clears throat> I'm learning from you guys, subhanAllah, just the <clears throat> the broad perspective that you guys have on this type of matters as a result of, of, of uh, you know, your scholarship. Allah subhanAllah increase all of you. I mean. And um, it's an encouragement, it's an encouragement to me and everyone else out there to continue learning about our Islam and how beautiful it really is. Man. Allah, I have, uh, like the way both of you, yourself and Mona uh, Salim and Mona Zakaria even now added at the end <clears throat> to this matter, you know, it's the, it's the, it's like, it's amazing, man. And I'm again just thinking, Subhanallah, how beautiful is Islam, man. And I haven't mm-hmm. really heard it brought across this beautifully in in a lot of the conversations where it does come up. And I'm just listening to you guys. It can be attributed to your understanding of Islam, understanding of the the Sharia. Um, can I, can, I mean, but can I just jump I in here? Like Maaf me. Yeah, I, I, I'm just feeling very uncomfortable <laughs> with this. But look here, I, I get I what you're saying I know, and I appreciate but, it. But, but I, I also, I also want to say it. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Did you mute me just now already? I'm not going to let you mute me again now. But the reason I'm pointing it out he was is must because be I want this to be, this one, I want this to be, or this can be a means of inspiration to the rest of us. To remind ourselves, man, look, if you're seeing something that you think is a knackle to you and there in a, in, a, in a religion that, you know, is a perfect religion, then you must realize that the knackle is by you, man. The, 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 <laughs> the what? You know, the fault is, is your lack of whatever it is, man. You know, the, 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 the crinkle or the crease or whatever it is, man, is, is our lack of understanding thereof, man. <laughs> and too often, too often, Too often we we look at the matter with a lack of understanding of the matter mm. and then start passing judgment on it or, you know, use mm. it simply because, you know, you want to discuss, you want to, I mean, I'm sitting here listening to that, to that whole thing. And um, I didn't have a single thing to add. Um, and simply because of my lack of knowledge on the matter. Man. And uh, I just was really inspired. And that's may Allah reward you, you for really saying that. You were able to contribute. May Allah reward you for saying everything, especially the last part where you, where you just like, You know, made yourself vulnerable and said my lack of knowledge on the matter. That I just want to commend you for saying that, because too few people, you know, will come forward and say, you know what, I, I can't speak because I, I don't know. You know what I mean? 
it takes a lot. Subhanallah. Yeah. I think it actually takes your knowledge that you do have to make you do what you just did. So Allah reward you. Yeah. And I just wanted to also say, man, I listened back to the other night's podcast, na, and then I realized like there was one point where I didn't, I didn't sort of explain something. I was starting to speak about Sayyidah Maryam and I was referring to ayat and by the number and surah and what the ayah says. And when I listened back, I was like, yo, I sound clever there. Mm. But I needed to I needed to have the caveat that that wasn't me like clever. I just sort of spoke about that on that night at Interawih. Mm. You know, so I was yeah, better clarify that I'm not that, you know, super brain that can just recall surah number, chapter uh, and verse number and where the line is. And no, 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 no. If I came across clever, it was an accident. Mm. <laughs> okay. Bismillah. <laughs> 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 Just uh, one thing to add, uh, someone uh, just commented Surah 5, Ayah 8, uh, and then another verse actually came to mind while we were discussing this one of, you know, husband-wife relations, um, and the concept, or rather that I want to mention is, uh, the first thing, or one of the, the principles of Qur'an is that, uh, Al-Qur'an yufassiru ba'duhu ba'da. The first place that we would look for explanation of the Qur'an is actually within the Qur'an itself, man. Um, and you know, just for 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 all the listeners out there, for ourselves as well, the idea of the context and looking at things in a whole, man. Um, problems are caused when we look at this one verse on its own. So, just a few verses, maybe a couple of pages later on, Allah says, "Bismillah uh, ar-Rahim." Inna Allah yamurukum an tuaddul amanati ila ahliha. Indeed, Allah commands you to fulfill the trusts uh, to its people. Subhanallah. In other words, people that you have taken with and under your wing, for example, in this regard, uh, your wife, your children, your employees, uh, you have a duty and a responsibility towards them. Uh, not so much for them, but regarding your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That person is an amana for you, man. You've got an employee, you, uh, yeah, you need to pay him. Before his sweat dries, that's an amana, that's a trust by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you have a wife, uh, no. you know, the trust by Allah is that you need to look after as best as you can and treat her good and, you know, show a good uh, character and so forth and so on. The verse that the person mentioned, uh, amanu, oh, you believe. Can uh, I just say, is, this uncle this uncle sent this message from, where is it now again, uncle? I forgot where you live. Just tell us quickly, is it Germany or Dublin, Ireland? can't remember but anyway shukran for joining us uh surah 5 ayah 8 so the the ayah is uh oh you believe kunu qawwamina lillahi shuhada abil qist be there's again this word qawwamin arrijalu qawwamun yeah be uh people who are upright uh for the for the right reasons people that are righteous uh witnesses for justice witnesses for fairness wala yajrimannakum shana'anu qawmin ala alla ta'dilu other people's transgressions shouldn't make you not be just. So, you know, the idea of an eye for an eye type of a thing. If you stab my eye out wrong, then I'm also just, doesn't matter. No, the, uh, you should still be just, man. If somebody else is now unfair towards you, you should still do your best to be just and to be fair towards them. Be just and be fair because this is closer to uh Consciousness of Allah And again Wattaqullah Be conscious of Allah So if you are conscious of Allah Then You will be fair And you won't even wrong Those who Might have wronged you In a In a certain way Inna Allah khabirun bima ta'amalun 
Indeed, Allah is well informed of whatever you are doing. Allahu Akbar. So, be- be- before you carry on, no. I must just say I feel like a super idiot because <laughs> I, I realized after <laughs> that Uncle Shamil is his first name, Spielman is his last name, and he's actually in Luxembourg. I just assumed that was the, the surname. And then while, before I, <laughs> before I could say it, and then he sent this uh, comment from Luxembourg, brother. Um, uh, well, I just not... want to mention how before we um, before we you, continue you off, uh, off of the topic, before the, we, we we venture from the topic of uh, you know the seating and stuff and whatever. <clears throat> so I was uh, I was mentioning. Look, I didn't have anything to add to the to the discussion per se in terms of the context of the verse and so on and so forth. Um, but one thing that I do know, right, just in terms of, um, you know, uh, how people work and at what point they get, like, when does someone hit me, right? So now, Mullah Zakaria was mentioning earlier, the hitting, the hitting of your, of your wife or the, is not, uh, hitting in Islam isn't wrong just when you're talking about hitting your wife, hitting in general, hurting, arming, oppressing, wronging, hurting, this isn't, you know, it's not Islamic, man. But when do people hit? And, uh, you know, often, and I, and I use this as an example, right? Um, people will say, and if you look at from a parent context, right? Now, Mullah Irshad and Mullah Salim, you saw laughing like earlier about how you got fucking hiding, right? Didn't you every now and then hear in the hiding, right? Like, I, right now, I had it. I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know what else to do. Right? Come so. Because now, or I had enough, or whatever, whatever, whatever. So you hit at a certain point. <clears throat> I'm not justifying the hitting. I'm saying people get to a certain point. So what I, the reason I'm bringing this up is as we're moving past this, so we, we discussed this whole thing about hitting and these people that have the issue of hitting and these people who are abusing other people. And my, my, my addition here to the conversation is, is to those people that are hitting um, and to those who are hitting, whether it's your wife, your children, whoever, right? Understand that that eating comes at a certain point, man. And what gets you to that point? A lot of the time, it's because people get to a point where they don't know how to deal with the situation anymore. And they either need to assert themselves or they need to, you know, get something across or whatever. So the key point here is to understand that you don't know what to do anymore. So when you don't know what to do anymore, people resort to things such as violence. It's like, I don't know what else to do anymore. And then, bah. So... That's why I was saying earlier <clears throat> that continuously learn and upskill yourself. When Mona Salim read now about um, that, you know, be, um, uh, be, be men of justice. And, 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 and uh, when you recited about um, <clears throat> what is the verse about uh, um, the responsibility, I mean, you, the verse about the responsibility of our wives and responsibility of our children and so on. Part of your responsibility, if you're taking on that responsibility, then it is part of your responsibility to upskill yourself and to learn how to fulfill that person's haq, man. How to treat that person in a certain way, man. It's not to be taken for granted. I made a joke with one of my teachers once when I when I, when I I had my first daughter. I said, yeah, uh, Molina, alhamdulillah, Allah gave me a, a beautiful daughter, but I didn't find the, uh, the instruction manual anyway, man. I didn't know what to do. And then... Uh, and then he was laughing and he was saying, you know, continuously learn. So I'm just encouraging everybody. If it is at that point where you don't know what to do anymore with your children, you don't know what to do anymore with your spouse, you don't know what to do, and you are resulting to that, then know that what you should do is actually go and learn. 
upskill, go and attend a class, go and learn. There are there are works even of our scholars that that speak about uh, rearing children, how to deal with them and whatever, and even just and ourselves. Anger management. Why am I getting to that point? Anger management, all of those things, there are resources out there. Man. You're not alone and it's okay to say, I don't know what to do. And because you don't know what to do, reach out to someone and say, listen, uh, I, I'm looking for help. Where can I get help? This is my issue. That's what I'm going through. And when you actually have that type of concern, inshallah ta'ala, then Allah is going to you know, facilitate for you, inshallah ta'ala, to know what it is that gets you to that point. How do I fix it? What else can I, what else do I have in my toolbox, man? As a, for a relationship, how do I develop my relationship from this point to that point? How do I develop my children from this point to that point without resorting to violence? It just requires us to upskill ourselves all of the time and to work on ourselves so that we're able to contribute and assist them better. Jazakumullah khairan, brother. On the reward you. A quick, uh, you know, like they normally say, like, I'm going to go for a quick ad break now. I'm not going to go for an ad break. But uh, time and time again, you see we throw up the name of an, of an organization. We've been doing this since last year. Um, we speak about something and then the name of an organization comes up and then we say, oh, you know what, let's give your contact details. We just did it now, early on. You know, give your contact details, people want to get involved. Um, and I think I can safely say that up until this point, I've never done that for this platform. Um, you know, whether it was Abu Tazkia or this current platform, Alhamdulillah, we haven't we haven't done so. Um, simply because we sought fit to, to help others rather. Um, this Ramadan, we are in the midst of finishing this studio here that I'm sitting in. Um, Alhamdulillah, we really invested a lot. You can ask the brothers, we've invested quite a bit in terms of uh, this this uh, setup. And the website also going to be launched soon. It's actually ready. It's waiting for my content. And this will start the official online academy, which will include courses for all ages and genders and so on and so forth. So your contribution towards Isnad Academy this Ramadan will stretch far, inshallah ta'ala, because it will be invested in a sadaqah jariah. And uh, we can take your funds from you, and do something really good with it. So join us in this endeavor. Uh, the banking details are on screen. And, you know, kindly donate towards towards Isnad Academy's future endeavors. Like I said, it's a permanent thing that's going to bring in uh, exponential returns for you, inshallah ta'ala. And Was we will do so. Darul Muhammad? Yeah, so Darul Muhammad is the name of the account. Remember my first... The first name that I took as an organization was Darul Muhammad. Mm. So we opened up that account, but then we didn't go back to change the name. We just kept the account. So uh, it's a business account, Islamic Chicks. Uh, check. If you need any assistance, you can just contact me personally and uh, we'll be more than happy to to receive your funds for a very good cause, inshallah ta'ala. Uh, may Allah ta'ala reward you and bless you and accept it as your Ameen. means of Ramadan to take you to Jannah. Amen. Um, in the nights to come, we'll, we'll speak about some other organizations, also Brother Ahmed's as well. Um, there's the Neo Youth Foundation. Uh, when we do call upon these things, we're not getting paid to do it. Um, we're not being asked to do it even sometimes. We just do it out of our own volition because we feel that these are good causes. We can stand for the people involved and we can recommend that you actually spend your money in that regard. Jazakumullah khairan for that. Mulana Zakaria, you like a quiet day. Yeah, my people. Staying with me about stuff here. You keep on disagreeing with the people. That's why they're staying with you. No, man, guys, bashing hadith here, and I'm having to bash them. Oh, send them my way, please. I love them hadith bashes. Inshallah. We we eat them for breakfast. <laughs> Inshallah. 
Allah thinking now what what uh, ayat related to that or related to anything about Why hadith like specifically. But now no. I'm, 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 I'm I to pick and choose them and Bismillah go. That's what when you were reciting, I thought, Yeah, subhanallah, how are you picking these ayat? Man? So obviously, alhamdulillah, I'm glad we we dealt with that uh, subject earlier, right? This verse, yeah, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, um um, now, um, I start by the beginning. Start by the beginning first. You must ignore the screen. So, yeah, sorry, man. I thought it was maybe. Right, so, um, but, uh, so maybe help me a bit with the translation or say, oh, may you hajir fi sabilillah, those who, um, who perform hijrah in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yajida fil ardi, they will find um, in the land, muraghaman, kathiran, wasa'a. Places um, of refuge. They will find, uh, yeah, many places of uh, of refuge. Um, wasa'a, right? And um, how would abundance. I translate it? An abundance. Abundance. Mm. Then yani, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions abundance. Sa'a, abundance. Sa'a, in the mind. We live. Anyway, so this is obviously the encouragement for uh, for those who are performing hijrah, right? Um, and leaving behind. So obviously they had this mindset of look, they're going to be sacrificing and leaving behind for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and taking this uh, this path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? Um, in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now um, when I when I look at all of the, the the narrations from the time of Rasulullah sallallahu and the other anbiya and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaking about Nabi Nuh building an ark and I like to take that as a metaphor and related to life and how you know we find ourselves in certain circumstances man. like I was telling some youth the other day man, that look here Nabi Nuh was building an ark in the desert where it wasn't raining there was no sign of rain no sight of rain but that's what you do when you're in the obedience of Allah, man. You look strange, sometimes even like a malachi, like what are you doing? You're building an ark in a desert where there's no rain, there's no water, and you're busy doing this. But that's simply because he's obeying the instructions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it might cause that, look, you look strange, you look different, you look weird in society, but that's not what we care about. We care about the instructions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So just using it as a metaphor, right? Yeah, we're talking about when they had to leave behind and they left Makkah, um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about those they, they obviously left behind, they left behind their businesses they left behind their homes, they left behind uh, you know, where they grew up and you can imagine the the, 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 the sense of just letting go man. and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says they're going to find so many places of refuge they're going to find abundance but then what is really profound in the lesson that I love in this verse Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَمَنْ يَخْرُجَ مِنْ بَيْتِهِ مُهَاجِرًا إِلَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ that whosoever leaves his home muhajiran uh, migrating إلى الله ورسوله to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger but then death catches up with him right so he passes away or this person passes away but now Allah says min so this person didn't actually even make the hijrah this person just min just exited the house maybe just took a step out by the door and after taking that step out by the door they didn't even complete the whole hijrah they took the step out for the door and 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 they passed away. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, What? 
فَقَدْ وَقَعَ أَجْرُهُ عَلَى اللَّهِ That person's reward is already by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, this is a strong encouragement for us. Whatever the journey is, man, whatever hijrah you need to make, we were talking the other night about company and leaving friends behind and trying to live a different life. It's, gonna, it's, it's seemingly this hijrah that you must make from one personality to another. It's seemingly this hijrah that you must make from one group of friends to another. It's seemingly this hijrah that you must make from one lifestyle to another even. I don't know what it is in your lifestyle, but there is that journey that we are all going to have to make and know that even if you just take the first step on that journey and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes you from this world, then you will be rewarded for that journey as if you reached its end. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, this, is a, this is an encouragement for all of us. Just start, man. This is an encouragement for all of us. It's Ramadan. It's the seventh night. In season, How much he is not is... listening. He didn't even react to that. He's just like looking one way into his phone. <laughs> yes, Allah. <laughs> so not even when he's defending, he's defending. A bo- a literally, a bomb yeah, literally just went off in <laughs> our ears. And you're like... <laughs> nah, did he? Yeah, did he? <laughs> It's not, uh, but anyway, so my point is that, you know, it's a week in Ramadan already. A week ago, we were sitting and everyone had the plans and planets. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that for Ramadan. I want to change this in Ramadan. A week has passed and we can make a self-evaluation and say, yo, how far am I, man? How much did I even take that first step, man? And here tonight, Allah's talking about that first step, man. Just take that first step. So whatever intentions you had, if you didn't even start in your khatam yet, if you didn't make one night of tahajjud yet, if you didn't want to, you know, so many times we look at it and we say, yo, I wish I can have this feeling of Ramadan throughout the whole year, man. But it's important for us to develop systems in Ramadan, man. To develop the things that become part of us in Ramadan so that we can carry that with us outside of Ramadan, man. So start tonight, inshallah ta'ala. I'm encouraging myself first and, I, and, I, and I'm talking to myself first to make that step tonight on my journey where I want to be with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I'm encouraging everybody else to do so, man. And if we don't wake up tomorrow morning, then we started the journey tonight, man. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept us if we reach that end, which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Rolling out with your sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the cheesiest thing in the world, but look at when you have it in front of you. It's, it's so tempting. You can't like not press it. I'm all time thinking what button can I press next? Anyways. Uh, I don't know if 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 Zakaria is still with us, um, but we'll just. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you're there. Are you okay, um, You look you look troubled. Yeah, no. yeah, it just it bothers me when you have non-specialist engaging in a topic, trying to kind of like throw out an entire topic that's part like it's an integral part of our tradition of Islam, um, and you know they're just spewing fallacies. And there's like so many fallacies in the argument that, you know, it's like, well, no, no, you just realize not, it's going to take me all night. Yeah. That does not sound like the type of situation that I would ever respond in. Okay, yeah. but that's just my experience. No, but you my see, experience, the problem is, just, just, problem I don't is, know, I think I'm a few years, I'm a few years oh. senior to you in terms of like, like ilm, right? I might be two or three yeah. years or something, but uh, you, you're probably way more knowledgeable than I am. So let me no, just no. give you some of the wisdom. <laughs> at least that the few extra years has, has kind of accrued. When you're dealing with a, with a situation where the argument is more important, the, the actual arguments back and forth is more important to the people than figuring out the truth, it's not hmm. worth your time. It's just yeah. not worth it's, your time. I agree with you, Mon. If, 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 it, if it's a dispute where one person is asking, and but he's, he knows something else and he's trying to understand, 
then I will answer no problem. But that situation that you described sounds so just like that disastrous thing where it's, I'm trying to show you how much I know. And the argument is more okay. important to me. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. But what about when that is in a, in a space where there's other people mm. that will very possibly be affected by those fallacies? Okay, so then in that case, point out some of the no, 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 no. Point out the fallacies, but I was I was in the the situation. So I was in the situation, and it was kind of personal because it's kind of like a family group. Math. It was kind of like a family group, so I obviously didn't want people to be influenced by the wrong information, right? Mm. So what I did was I I said, look, uh, the arguments being made, uh, there's a lot more to it than just this. Now, obviously, when I'm speaking, they already understand that, you know, I've studied. So I'm not just going to say anything. So I said there's more to it than than just this. For those who are interested in knowing the facts, and then I send them a book like Sunnah wa Makana to Hafi Tashiril Islami, you know, Sunnah and its its role in Islamic legislation. Because I know this book answers all of your questions. If you're really looking for the truth, the truth is in here. And if you want to know more, then you'll contact me personally. But to engage on that platform with that person in that group right now, it's a, it's more a show of ego than anything else. Oh. oh, no, well, alhamdulillah. You're telling me exactly what I told the person. I just said, if you sincerely like to engage the topic of hadith in an objective manner, I can direct you to some people that will make time for you, inshallah. But That's I just wanted to point out, I, I just wanted to point out initially that, uh, you know, just so that the other people could see that there was a fallacy in the argument and lose confidence mm, mm, in, the, mm. in the person, and then say that you know we can take the we can take the argument. I mean, we can take the discussion offline mm. if there's if there's a sincere desire. I used to, to be very I used to be very outdated, no? Custom, like well, you know what I just described was like just now developed uh, in the past. You I will no, but oh, the oh, I don't think I'm so I blow a I gasket. I would blow I, a I, gasket. I, yeah. I will come out all guns blazing against somebody who says something like that in a group. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> a fourth juz ayah related to a hadith. Mm. Very simple, very impactful, very powerful. Uh, yes, a lot of explanation required, but Allah says it and we say it as well. May yuta'ir rasula, faqad Allah. That like covers a hadith, yes, uh, yeah. authenticity, etc. Et all it's in this place. I, I, look, but, I appreciate the point, no, but... but mm. I appreciate the point, but just know no, mm. that it's not a type of defense that I would give them mm. because it's 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 an oversimplification of a complex matter, man. Mm. Like what mm. you just what you just proved was that the Prophet is in fact an authority because Allah sees as an authority mm. that doesn't have a, a direct impact on what's the status quo of hadith, man. Because hadith is mm. a vehicle of the Sunnah. It's not the uh, it's not the Sunnah itself. You're with me. Okay. So I know it's a technicality, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but for people arguing at this level, they will take mm, on that te- those technicalities. Mm, so, mm. yeah, there are other ayat that would be even more sort of. Uh, Another fifth juice ayah. Fala wa rabbik la yu'minuna hatta yuhakkimuka yeah, fi ma shajara yeah. yeah, so same thing. It's the same thing. Oh, listen, are we past Surah 5, ayah 8? I don't know. Where were you? No, I'm saying I know you spoke about it. We were, I know we were speaking about it, but I'm saying, can I still comment on it? Yes, Bismillah. Just for the viewers again, Surah Five, Ayah Eight. Ya ayu aladina amanu kunu kawa mina bil qist kunu kawa mina lillahi shuhada bil qist wala yajrimanakum shana anu kum be uprighteous. 
standing for truth for the sake of Allah, let not others, other the transgressions of others lead you to injustice. Mm, Be just, yeah. it is closer to consciousness of Allah. Yeah. Zakaria, is, I, I remember sharing this point last year as well. Um, but I, I think it's, it's very important for it to be repeated. Number one, yes, we are. I mean, as Muslims, we should stand for justice as this ayah tells us. Right? No matter whether it's against ourselves, whatever, we are just people. We are principled people. We don't change our principles for anyone, any place, any time. We're not, uh, uh, we're not easily influenced like that. Our principles are formed. They are forged in stone by the Quran and the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And that's what, I, that's what I wanted to say. When we say stand for justice, there are notions of justice. People have different ideas of what justice is. Right? And when the Quran tells us that you must be just, the Quran is telling us... I spoke about this while he wasn't here, no? Okay. Mm -hmm. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Now go on, Zakaria, go on. Yeah. You didn't say anything. Yeah. So, so, okay. so, so, uh, so there are notions of justice and the Quran is telling us to stand for the justice that is defined by Islam itself. We don't... Um, the Islam doesn't give us a blueprint of empty terms. Say to, uh, you know, be just, be kind, be, uh, uh, don't be misogynistic, don't be that, whatever. Mm. But, and those words don't have meaning. No, every single mm. advice in the Quran, every injunction in the Quran, every principle in the Quran, every virtue in the Quran, all of those things, they have meanings that are defined. The Quran and Sunnah teach us what they are. Right? So when A people standard, come, in other words. Yeah, the, the, it's not just, what I'm saying is, it's not as if Quran gives us some vague principles and doesn't tell mm. us what populates, what makes up the essence of that principle. When Allah says, you know, be adil, i'adilu, be just, then the Quran and the Sunnah teach us what it means to be just. You no. can never yeah. come back to the Quran and say that there's something in the Quran that's unjust. Yeah, of course. But this is what I was saying. Okay, let me explain how I was saying this. I was talking about the whole idea of good and bad, right and wrong, uh, righteousness and evil. For for the rest of the world, it changes as time goes. You know, mm. what is right, what is good, what is bad, it changes. But Islam gets its good and bad, right and wrong from Allah, man, from God. It's God's law. God decides what's good, bad, right, wrong. And we stick to that. This masala to tahsin wa taqbih in aqidah. Yes. Um, there's, there's some slight differences, but can humankind intrinsically know good and bad, aqlan, you know, with the mm. intellect, or do they need divine revelation to teach them that? So there's some differences of opinion, but uh, it's a very, very interesting issue that, that underlies many modernist uh, problems, man. I think it's very important for Muslims to understand yeah, this. It's a discussion, you know, for those people who know murder, philosophy and stuff more, man. Eh? I think it's important to frame the discussion. Yeah. It's about, it's, 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 it would be called like moral epistemology how do you know mm, mm. what's right what's wrong how do you know what's good and what's bad um yeah yeah so yeah. so so my point is like by knowing by knowing this so do you want to say something i was just gonna say mullah zakaria's vocab is on another level i'm googling the power of the words that he said already tonight <laughs> <laughs> no hypnosis yeah no so 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 we are actually in a time in, in our world we're in a postmodern society in, in mm. postmodernism, the not just not just is the you know how we know whether something is good or bad in question, but the, you know in the minds of postmodernists, there's a question around even whether there's something 
that is good. Good, yeah. Whether there's something such as the real goodness, like intrinsic goodness, right? Or is it that anything can, like, you know, just be good or bad? Like, uh, like you can have one person that, um, I don't want to get into, like, uh, into, like, super controversial stuff, but, I mean, like, you can have two people holding contrary, completely polar opposite views, moral views on something. Um, and in a postmodern setting, both can be justified. And I give you an example. Um, you know, in a postmodern setting, it's like there's this idea that underpins everything, that there's the only objective truth, is that there's no objective truth. Mm. Mm. That's whatever you decided through. Which is a paradox yeah, in and of itself. It's kind no, of... Like, is that the idea of the painting, no? Mm. <coughs> what painting? That's like the painting, Masala. What painting? So you must look at the painting. So, so, so Molina, while, while you were gone earlier on, uh, a lot of the stuff that, that you... I mean, I'm glad you're saying it. I was actually hoping you would, you would add this in earlier on as well. But uh, again, like one of the big critiques that, that I think is, is... It shouldn't be underestimated is the critique of by comparing Islam... To these these new new age concepts and isms, feminism, modernism, postmodernism, whose system are you taking as your value system? Is it your system that you and your family and your your ancestors came up with, or is this a completely foreign system to you as far as models and, and values is concerned? This is a Western system, so you know don't be so quick to judge Islam without being willing to critique the West as well. Um, I thought, and I think your, your points as well, it's, it's, it's like really important points. Unfortunately, it makes the program OPG academic, <laughs> mm. but um, there's no way of, of getting around it, man, because these issues are debated within academia and there you'll find it more prevalent than anywhere else. And we are just sort of preempting that that type of information gets to the general public and then we have like a, uh, now we must do repair work. Whereas what we're doing is preemptively discussing it in a public setting so that, you know, you already know from an Islamic perspective the, the arguments and the counter arguments and so on. We don't mean to be sounding all academic tonight. No, I, mean, I, think, look, I think this discussion can be happening in a very simple way. It's, it's, it doesn't have to be a highfalutin discussion. Um, and it's something that, that actually youth deal with on a daily basis. You know, just yesterday, Somebody phoned me, up, you know, to 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 speak to, uh, you know, a youth, somebody like my age, actually just two years younger than me, who became an atheist. Today I was talking to somebody. Sure. He, he told me, you know, somebody that he knows very well is not fasting. He's scared to probe the guy on the issue because, um, you know, he, he fears that he might get like atheistically inclined answers. Um, and another person this morning told me about another case. So these are... These are discussions that we have to have, and oftentimes people throw religion under the bus on account of traumas that they had, right? And and others yet they do have proper intellectual challenges. Like for example, they can't understand how uh, Islam is against homosexuality, for example, because it's like a it's a it's a stifling of human freedom. And in our world, freedom, like liberty, mm. is made out to be like, you, you know, the highest ideal. Though we were never like really created free. I mean, 
you weren't even free to choose whether you wanted to live or not. Who asked you? You know what I mean? You you can make a decision. Yeah, can hear you. Yeah, you can make a decision. You can make a decision as to whether to end your life, but you didn't have choices to whether you wanted to come to, to have life to start with or not. Just I'm just giving an example of how limited our freedom is. You you limited by your physical self. You can you can choose mm. to fly, but you can fall hard on your face. You know what I mean. <laughs> So that's not flying. That's being bound no, by gravity. In Toy Story, what does he say? That's jumping with style. <laughs> yeah, but what, what, the point that I'm making is, so it's like there's this overemphasis and aggrandization of freedom and liberty, um, as if liberty is the be all and end all of things. But um, sometimes, in the restriction of your liberty, there's actually a lot of good in that. Actually, Are you sounding like a communist now? <laughs> no, no, I, I don't mean it in a communist way. Man. I don't mean it in a yeah. communist way. But, you know, sometimes people being left to their own devices is harmful for them. Yeah, yeah. Now, look, Molina, we, we, we don't disagree mm. with you. Absolutely. Um, I think it's it's very important that we have these discussions, as you said. But now... Sorry, Marv, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking as you guys are talking, can I connect the uh, Aya to this, this thing of freedom? You can do Bismillah. whatever you want to. It's... Wherever you are, يُدَرِكُمُ الْمَوْتِ Death will find you. Even if you hid yourself away in a, 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 a high-up tower at the top. Thing there where Rapunzel was sitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there at the top of the tower. If you hid yourself over there and it's time to die, death will find you. وَإِن تُصِبُمْ حَسَنَةٌ if anything good happens to them, they will say that that good came from Allah. But if anything bad happens to them, they will attribute it to you, Prophet like You brought the bad upon them. But then Allah instructs the Prophet Muhammad Tell them that all of it comes and originates from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, so... What is your freedom? Your freedom is only by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whatever, you know, fathom or whatever idea of your freedom it is, is bound by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's desire and Allah's decree and Allah's law. Um, and then the last part of it ties into the other discussion. <laughs> so what do you say about the people? They almost don't understand like speech. Right, you know, the and, this and type of concept and can say that's the word hadith. Word hadith. Um, so yeah, as as free as we think we might be. Yeah, there's another a, there's another verse. It's it's still circumstantial. Like, I'm not man. against free will. We have free will. <coughs> I'm not against it. We definitely we have to have mm. we have to have free will. That's it's an in, in, integral part even of it. Even if you were against it, you don't have much yeah. even if you no, were no, against we, it, you have much cloud. We believe as Muslims that we have free will. Um but what I wanted to say was, you know, another verse that I think it's in the Ajzah that we're reading now that for me really ties in with this topic is where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, If we had commanded them, look, Allah only commands us to do what is good and beneficial for us. Allah only commands us to, you know, to, to do such things that will benefit us and other people in the universe. There isn't a single commandment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that results in a net harm. 
uh, and there isn't a single commandment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that uh, that uh, you know that doesn't bring you a net benefit right? so whatever Allah commands you to do is beneficial for you dunya and akhirah whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibits you from saves you from a harm in dunya and akhirah but here in this verse Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives a hypothetical circumstance Allah says now hypothetically if I were to prescribe for people, kill yourselves and drive yourselves out of your homes, they wouldn't have done it except for a few. But if they had done what they were commanded with, what they were admonished with, it would have been better for them and a firmer position. Mm. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us here on a, on a, it's a hypothetical scenario because Allah only commands us to do what is beneficial for us. But Allah is telling us that if Allah had commanded you to do something that to you seems harmful to you and killing yourself is the most harmful thing that you can do, mm -hmm. right? then if Allah commanded you to do it, it would have been good for you. Right? And so what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us is that yes, Submission to the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is more important than anything else. Because in the grand scheme of things, that is what you were created for. That is your purpose. And that is what will bring you benefit in the, the greatest net benefit in your life, which comprises of dunya and akhirah. But out of Allah's mercy and out of Allah's grace and out of Allah's, no, and out of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's fadl and, and, and his bounty upon us, Allah didn't, didn't command us to do things like that. Allah didn't command us to do things like kill ourselves, drive ourselves out of our homes. No. Allah only commanded us things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls you, the messenger calls you to what gives you life. Allahu Akbar. Right? They don't call you Allahu to take your life. No, they call you to what gives you life. Hmm. It's an ajeeb verse, no? I don't know if it's there, but you said it so I can latch onto it. You know? Um, how does it go? The Arabic? Oh believers, uh, respond to the call of God and His Messenger when they call you to that which gives you life. Allahu And the implicit, of course, the implicit opposite understanding is if that you don't respond to the call of Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then you are spiritually dead. Because you didn't respond to that which gives you life. Subhanallah. So that was uh, another ajeeb. That's spiritually to, only, Molina. That's spiritually only. When you say gives you life. Who's that for now? When you say. He's yeah. the team. When you say give I'm, you life. I'm stopping. If it. that bomb caught you, then you're dead. When now. that verse says yeah. give you life, the verse doesn't say gives you spiritual life. The verse is. No, you, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. Give, they, when, the messenger, when Allah and His Messenger call you to that which gives you life. The scholars say that this refers to hayat and kamila, wholesome life in every regard, mm. spiritually, materially, you know, in a bodily sense, mm. mentally, physically. And if you think about it. Mm. Yeah. Although, although, look here, just to be kind of frank about it, it's not that you're going to notice the benefits immediately mm. and all the time. That's a very important thing. Like you will find certain things uncomfortable and like, why must I do and this? And why is this so difficult? And so on. That's natural. So what Mala Zakaria is not saying is that you'll see everything is just going to go well. No, no. The point is that 
you will find over time there's no better plan, there's no better outcome than that plan, even though in the in the initial moment uh, it may not feel that yeah. way. Like the, the hunger pain. I was going to say, but it's okay. Yeah. You don't you don't feel the pleasure of good health at the moment of taking the bitter medicine. That's fine. Or when you look mm. past it, samosa. How many samosas did you have for well, uh, from Aldan so far? Do you know. Three. How many did you have, Ahmed? I didn't. How many did you have, Ahmed? Ahmed. I look at the I myself, Are you serious? He's giving an opposite understanding over there. He didn't have one. No, no, no. So how many did you have? My bro, we studied the Dean, my bro. We know how this language works here. I didn't have one. I know exactly what that means. I told somebody yesterday, you know, Mala Irsha put on his status that all 2.4 kilometers is for a for a samosa. Plus already because of Ramadan, I'm cutting down my exercise routine and whatever. So already I feel chunk that I'm not doing so much there. Now on top of it, you still throw a couple of samosas, man. Yeah. And I look at it like this and I check out it. <laughs> now the other night, so the neighbor sends some samosas over me. And my wife picks it up and she takes a bite. And I'm like, 800 meters. She takes another bite. I'm like, 1.5 kilometers. I'm like, go for it. There's a kilometer left. Whack it. You give me <laughs> She look at me. She's like, yeah, you spoiled me this one. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know what you spoiled it for me? Well, really. So I never had a samosa. It's all about that. But I have so it's, it's, it's a better experience, but in Listen, he's not talking about hours. I didn't have hours. I didn't have samosa. But obviously, then by the cream cheese. Yeah, but you also didn't have fruit. Cream cream cheese puff thing. I had some pies. <laughs> okay. <so>. But also, <laughs> by extension, Malena, now, no? Malena, how many how many fruits me? did you eat, man? Tell us that. Me. Uh, I had coffee buka. for the first few mornings. <laughs> Coffee's I'm a fruit. Away, Coffee's a fruit. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna remove you from the stream, Khan. Okay. Um, listen, I just wanted to say that last night, I not last night, Saturday night, I really enjoyed that uh, that little short chikachi uh, that uh, Malna Salim did, and a lot of the viewers also. Uh, so I'm gonna ask him to give us a small little dikkur uh, or nasheed or something, uh, something you that, that you can, you know, give us the same vibe. Is he a nasheed guy? I don't know whatever you can do, like something other than. I'm gonna butcher. I'm gonna butcher. I'm gonna butcher. No, it's Ramadan. It's Pujis. Why is it Pujis? I was now gonna say Mala Isha can sing as an. I don't do nasheed. Okay, you can sing Rosa. You were. I was in school with you. Remember? Not really, Rosa. I wasn't a Netherlands singer. Okay, I don't remember you singing the school. Yes, yeah. I did. I must not denying it. Tom Jones, I sang like okay. I'm not gonna get into what I sang. Come on, just... but look, we must end the dua also. I think also. Bismillah, man, bacha dua, then you, then you translate it for us, man. Yes, yes, I'll make dua at the end, inshallah. Do you no, want no, to make the, 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 the dua, Ahmed? Do you want to see the stage again? Here's your camera. Nato. Now, okay. okay, we make a combo here, a jika, a jika dua, inshallah. Then this, a jika dua puji. That's all. Okay, we see how it goes. I don't know what you're going to do, so it's just, it's just. Oh, wait, did you know, my, 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 forget. Don't forget to like and subscribe and share, you know. <laughs> Since last year, yeah. we were waiting for you to say that <laughs> statement now. <laughs> Look here. Uh, the only reason I'm saying it is because that's what they say you must do, uh, you know, to grow. Alhamdulillah, we, we're really happy that you guys are with us and following us, even though it's not locked down. It's amazing. We, we didn't expect to get any audience, but Alhamdulillah, we, we thought, you know, you guys just watched us because you had no other choice. But you're still here. So, Barakallah Fikum, Allah bless you. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Wait, wait, wait. And um, also leave your comments below. And what else? I want to add to what and you said. 
send us your questions. Okay, I'm going to give you now. Send us your questions and comments in the comment section below. And also, don't forget to support Isnad Academy this Ramadan with your sadaqah bi ta'ala. We really appreciate it. Ahmed wants to say Listen, something. Well, I Bismillah, tell people, no, we don't get paid for this. It's not people yeah, today no. giving money that we can get paid. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't. Yeah, no, we don't get paid for this. this and we're not smuggling the sadaqah that you're going to send. Uh, yeah, so no. Like I said, we're not going to Ramadan. We're not smuggling the sadaqah. Ten days in Quran. Ten days in Quran. Yeah, no. It's important for us to attach intention to everything we do, man. Now when Mullah Irshad is saying, look here, like and subscribe and share, it's, it's worlds apart from anything else uh, that is there out there in terms of the uh, the general kufar context, man. Because yeah, when you like and you share, you're supporting and yeah, you're Rob. spreading khair, man. I was telling somebody today, so we're busy with a video for the for the fundraising campaign for our madrasa, man. So I told the person, look here, man, I know you're a bit shy for the camera, but this is this is the way we're doing things these days, man. It's, it's, it's part of our da'wah now to use these platforms to the advantage and the growth of Islam. So if you took some benefit from this program, mm. if this reached you in a specific way, there's a lesson in here that reached you, there's a lesson in here that might somebody else might need to hear in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, share it with that intention. We must have intention behind what we do. That, ya Allah, we're sharing this. Ya Allah, we're sharing this because we want to spread your deen. We're sharing this because we want to make Quran accessible to people. Ya Allah, Amen, we're making a donation towards... Uh, Towards uh, Isnad Academy because subhanAllah we want this type of platforms to grow. We want more people to benefit from it. We want it to reach others Amen. because this is your kalam. Yes, there's a pity. Yeah, and there we talk our own nonsense and you scale me out for a couple of stuff in between. But the essence of this whole thing, man, and the niya behind it, I must reiterate, is spreading the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nabi Muhammad sallallahu told all of us, Ballihu anni walaw ayah. Hear from me and spread, uh, convey from me even if it's just one ayah. And inshallah, make even that intention when you're sharing and you're spreading it. Look at this, the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let it, let it reach far and wide. And not only this, anything else in terms of Quran, kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you believe is authentic and correct, then share and spread that intention with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I'm going to like and subscribe also to the channel, inshallah. And I'm gonna... No, you seem like you're really trying to convince yourself to like justify this asking for likes and shares, my bro. Nah, I don't care about the likes. I don't care about the likes, <laughs> but the sharing is important. I don't care about the likes. But the sharing is important. Yeah. Hak, the hak, hak. Look at it. Last sharing, night when yeah. I saw... When the I saw the likes just helps the channel, a, by the way. There was a, a non-Muslim uh, person that was watching and said, they enjoy listening to this. Then I thought yes. to myself, subhanAllah, we think, yeah, yes. I'm enjoying myself. I'm learning from you so much, alhamdulillah. But I can't not uh, be a part of this because people are... That's why we do it for free, because <laughs> we actually enjoy people it. People are benefiting from it, man. And then we heard somebody went to go and study the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because they were inspired by the program. Now, I'm not talking to put a feather in anybody's head, but I'm saying Lost, this is yeah, the yeah. power when we share things and we and we and we have the intention to spread the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what about what about your Netflix, the Netflix oh, comment yeah. that you got, uh, brother? <laughs> a friend of mine was telling me a high school friend, we didn't chat in a while, and then he sent me a message saying, you know what, I could have been on Netflix now, but alhamdulillah, you know, you guys facilitated just one click and you know I'm I'm, I'm listening to the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So again, man, it's an alternative to that for me is awesome, man. Somebody chose us yeah. over Netflix. You know, I don't mean us as in like, oh, us. But like Islamic like content went over Netflix. And, uh, even if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, replaces okay. people. and it's, it's, uh, If Allah wants his dream, his dream to spread and his kalam to spread, it's going to spread, man. It's just our choice whether we want to be part of mm. it or not. If it was going to yeah. reach that person, it was going to reach them. And yes, and, and, and here's the part of where, you, where your share comes in. Your share comes in. Allah Akbar. Shukran. Your share comes in where the Prophet says that 
if Allah guides even one person through you, and this is for all other listeners, the viewers, the sharers out there, if Allah guides one person through you, so perhaps you just shared and you sent this thing to them, check it here, have a look at this program, and, and that person gets di- guided, it is better for you than the greatest of worldly treasures. So uh, may Allah grant us all that, every sharer, for every single time that you share, and somebody gets guided in some sort of way, Ameen, ya may you get the greatest oh. reward. Amen. Okay, let's go for our little booba jaw. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah. اللهم اجعلنا يا مولانا لآلائك ذاكرين ولك شاكرين وفي طاعتك راغبين ومن نيرانك فارين وفي جنتك داخلين وفي حج بيتك الحرام طائفين وبالعرفات والمواقف قائمين وبين الصفا والمروة ساعين وعند الأذان والإقامة متبتلين وعند ختم القرآن متضرعين وَجَعَلْنَا مِنْ عِبَادِكَ الصَّالِحِينَ وَارْحَمْنَا مَعَهُمْ وَارْزُقْنَا مَعَهُمْ وَأَدْخِلْنَا الْجَنَّةَ مَعَهُمْ بِرَحْمَتِكَ يَا أَرْحَمَ الرَّاحِمِينَ وصلى الله وسلم عليه والحمد لله رب العالمين ناويت صوم غد قبل الله امين يا رب ان ادائي فرض شعوذي Five seconds of Bilalness. That yeah, I get to awesome. have, Alhamdulillah. It's awesome, mashallah. Like awesome, awesome. It made me think of my childhood with that lago that, you know, every mosque has got their own lago, man. Mm. Now, Mowbray's got a different lago. It's nice. It's nice. Don't get me wrong. It's nice. But it's not the same as any of the other masajid. So this one is now the asli one, man. You know, so I'm okay, hearing. I don't know how asli it so is. So I'm hearing I mean, it and I'm thinking of my childhood. I th- I'm just trying to make it not sound false. <laughs> no, no. It was very good, mashallah. Alhamdulillah. Um, I think we also might use that as he said as our dua we'll, we'll translate it uh, and use that as our closing dua inshallah Allahumma ja'alna ya maulana li ala'ika thakirin Oh Allah make us from among those who remember all your favors upon us Walina'ama'ika shakirin and that we remember those favors that you that you give to us and that we become grateful because of them Walaka thakirina wa fi ta'atika raghibin and make us remember you and make us from among those who are eager for your obedience 
Make us from among those who were fleeing and, and racing away from the fire. And those who will enter into your garden, Jannah, forever. And make us from among those who will stand on the plains of Arafah and all of the places of significance for Hajj. Grant us the opportunity to perform Hajj at your sacred house and make tawaf of your sacred house. Make us from among those who can perform sa'i between Safa and Marwa. Make us from among those who in the year the Adhan and the Iqama they hasten towards the Salah. Make us from among those who are humbled at every completion of the recitation of the Qur'an. Make us from your righteous, pious servants, Ya Rabb. Ya Allah, grant us to be uh, showered with mercy along with them, the pious ones, and grant us sustenance as you grant them sustenance, the pious ones. And allow us to enter into Jannah with the pious ones through your mercy, O most merciful of those who show mercy. Amin ya Rabbana Alameen. Rabbana taqabbal minna bisirri surat al-Fatiha. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Ar-Rahmanirrahim. Maliki yawmiddin. Iyaka na'udhu wa iyaka Jazakumullah khairan uh, to all the viewers, the listeners, those who are in studio, those who are in distant studios, and everyone who is with us in spirit, and those who will watch later. Allah Ta'ala, make this Ramadan the best one of our lives. May it take us to the highest places in Jannah. May it allow us to be neighbors with Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam so that we can have like the most amazing gatherings with him and spend our days with him and our nights with him and have... Uh, Moments of joy with him. Amin, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Until next time, which is going to be on Wednesday Wednesday evening, inshallah ta'ala. Take care. And don't forget, we also have this on Spotify and all the major podcast platforms for those who want to listen in audio. Uh, it will be less data and of course you can take us you know in your ears if you're going inshallah you can be like the the, 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 the good angel and please depending on who I'm exterior. <laughs> <coughs> okay, thank you. Oh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.